Hello, everyone, and welcome to Take This TV, the television book club podcast, where each week we watch an episode or two of our favorite TV shows and talk about it with you, our friends, in the fandom. I'm Carmen Askernews, and I'm joined today by the one and only America's best friend, Aaron Fusco. Hello. Hello, hello. I feel like in post we should add in like applause there. I don't know why. I feel like it's like me coming onto a big stage and I need big applause. Oh, that's such a good idea. Because you always yeah, introduce like... me and then I always feel like the queen doing it. I'm like, hello, hello. It's <laughs> me, Aaron. Here. And I'm here. <laughs> Never fear, I am here. Yes. Well, Aaron, it always feels like a gift when you do come on the podcast and we do this together. Every day, every week. <laughs> uh, every, every day, y'all. We're recording these every day. I wish. Not <laughs> but what we do do is watch two episodes of a television show and talk about them. And the show that we are currently watching, as you should know by coming in on this episode, is Winona Earp. And this is a show that I love and I'm forcing Carmen to watch. <laughs> I love it now too. Also, like, if you accidentally clicked on this episode, it's the first one. Welcome. I mean, you can start here if you want. It's up to you. We love having you. Live your life. Live your best life. But what you should do is pause right now, go watch episode seven and eight, and then come back to hear us talk about them. Are you ready to hear the Netflix summaries for these episodes? Let's jump in it. (laughs) All right. So episode seven, now the protector of the skull, Waverly decides to throw a party at the homestead. An angry 100-year-old witch quickly closes in on the Earp sisters. I feel like those are three different thoughts that don't seem to be related. But (laughs) now the protector of the skull... Waverly decides to throw a party. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) she is the protector of the skull now, and she says, time to throw a party. So that sentence sort of makes sense. But also there's a witch who's closing in on the Herb Sisters. True. But it's not like, hey, guys, I'm the protector of the skull. Party for the skull. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, yeah, unrelated party. Correct. Which is a pretty sad party. Uh, It turns out to be, yeah. And then episode eight, as Waverly, Doc, and Dolls close in on the last of the seven revenants thereafter, Winona wakes to find herself the prisoner of a demented killer. (gasps) 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 Yeah, okay, I hate that one. Can we get another take? I needed to escalate it. Yeah, I see that. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, so episode seven and eight, first of all, Right off the bat. Got to jump into the thirst trap. Okay, I was kind of hoping at some point you'd forget, but we're in it now. All right. Oh, I'm never going to forget. Honestly, this might be a running segment. On every (laughs) show we watch. On every show, yeah. There's got to be a thirst tracker. So, So, first and foremost. Yes. It pains my heart. And I was so wrong. Well, at least, you never know. I mean, you never know with these kind of shows. Maybe something will happen. But as of right now, the blacksmith is dead. Yeah. So those ships are no longer, I said Blacksmith and Dolls and Blacksmith and Waverly last time. Neither of those is going to happen because she's dead. Yeah. I also kind of feel like we should cross off Constance and Bobo. I mean, that was already a one out of five for me because I'm just like, who cares? And after this episode, I'm just like, double, triple, quadruple, thousand, who cares? Sure. Yeah. (laughs) Not I. And then I think that was kind of it for the ships. That you wanted to remove. Well, okay, well, let's go through what we do have. So, Waverly and Officer Hot, where are we on that one? We were at a four out of five last time. Yeah, mostly because they didn't interact, and you were like, I still wanted to happen, but they didn't interact. 
Right. I was cooling down because uh-huh. I didn't get a fix. Five out of five. I love the interaction in the hospital yes. of episode eight, which is like, I'm just glad you're okay. And I'm like, oh, they love each other. So cute. <laughs> and we also got a little bit when we can get into it later, but Officer Hot and Winona sort of bonding over their bosses, making them work late and talking about Waverly, where she's like, uh, she's throwing a party. And I think she needs better friends. And Nicole says, I agree. And you get sort of that little bit of like, I want to hang out with her too. Yes. You couldn't see me, but I was shaking my head because I feel like that scene started off like, oh, cool. Like they're bonding. They're going to become friends. Like Officer Hot's going to be the sister approved love option. But then it turns into this weird, well, I mean, first of all, (laughs) all right. If Winona was going to be suspicious of Officer Hot, who has been a little suspicious, I will admit, I feel like she's a little late to the party. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you were suspicious right off the bat, and now all of a sudden, Winona's coming on board with the suspicion. Eight episodes in, yeah. Because she was like, oh, did you lock me in? Did you close the freezer, or were you the killer, or something like that? Obviously, you wasn't her, but I don't know. We can get into that, but don't say obviously when the first time she's on screen, you're the one who's like, well, I think she's a little suspicious for being here and existing. I feel like this was the one time she wasn't suspicious. <laughs> okay, like, fair. first of all, if Officer Hot was the killer, right, and she's trying to murk Winona, uh-huh. there's only Winona and the morgue doctor in there, and she has a gun. So why does she just kill them? <laughs> you know, like, why does she need to lure you in the freezer? And also, nobody else is at the police station. There's no cameras. So, like, why doesn't she just off you? And then they were drinking together. So, it's like, why doesn't she poison you? Why doesn't she? Yeah. It was the most exonerated she could be. Exactly. <laughs> this is the, <laughs> the one time where I was, like, 100% not her. And, yes, I feel like their relationship was really adversarial. And I felt like we never got a resolution to their conflict. Maybe it'll be in a future episode. But. I don't know. I was kind of like, eh, kind of lukewarm on, okay, on that Okay, so you don't want to put Winona and Officer Hot as a thirst track. You're no. not interested. All right. No. Not only do I think I'm not interested, but I just don't think it's going to happen. Okay. I just Fair like enough. Hey. Rivals to lovers is not going to happen. <laughs> Enemies yeah. to lovers, no. Okay. <laughs> Winona dolls, though. So last time we were at a three out of five because I was like, dolls is... <laughs> Exhibiting some dolls. problematic behavior. He has problematic behavior. His behavior is still problematic, but not towards Winona <laughs> in these episodes, but towards Doc yeah. and Wakanda the world. For sure, yeah. I don't know, man. I'm really turning around about dolls because I started off loving this character. Yeah. And now I'm just like... You kept doing a dance. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the thing. I Growing up, my mom watched a lot of Miami Vice and cop shows and stuff like that. And maybe it's because of that, or maybe it's just because of the state of the world. Cop stuff, cop characters, not my bag. I'm super not here from that. Like negative 100 I on I can't express enough that he is a government agent and not a cop. Same difference. <laughs> <laughs> Same difference. <laughs> Literally. Fair but enough. anyway, I mean, I just think that they had this hook in the last batch of episodes where it's like Dolls has got a secret and maybe he's got some kind of supernatural thing going on. Dropped it like a hot potato. And he's back to like, I'm the cop on the case. And I think a lot of these CW shows did we like drop supernatural. It? it felt like it did. did uh, I mean, okay. Did we drop it though? So we're kind of jumping all over the place, but there is that moment where he and Doc get in a fight at the fight club and then Dolls dies mm-hmm. and then comes back to life. Uh-huh. <laughs> Which is weird. And Doll says, I'm able to lower my breathing. It's a technique I learned. 
but do you believe him? So I've seen a lot of spy stuff, and that's some hand-wavy stuff that they do in spy movies. And at first I believed him, but then on reflection, I was like, I think he's lying. (laughs) I'm just saying he got a fix of his drugs when we last left him. So his withdrawal symptoms have disappeared because he got a fix of the drugs. He's met with the black badge since then. And he did maybe come back from the dead. He sort of hand waved his being dead thing. Oh, no, they just didn't check my breathing close enough. I don't know that we've dropped it. I think I agree with you that this type of camp show does tend to forget about plot points. But I think that this one has not been dropped so much as postponed. I gotta say, Winona and Dawes, still three out of five. Three out of five, okay. We'll see what happens. Uh-huh. And Dawes as a character is at like a two out of five for me right Interesting. now. Interesting. If, okay. if, if his power turns out to be that he's immortal, I'm done with Dawes. That's lame. <laughs> <laughs> You're lame, bro. Go get bit by a werewolf. Like, I don't know, get bit by a radioactive spider or something. Get like, something better, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Find a way to get something better. So Winona and Doc. Yes. I forgot to mention this last time, but in like episode five or six, she swanton bombed his ass into the friend zone. And <laughs> it was the most brutal friend zoning. And I was super here for it. I feel like they're probably going to end up being together at some point. Interesting. I'm actually kind of here for it now. Yeah. I think five out of five. Okay, yeah. you were five out of five last week. You sort of turned around on your first couple. I used to prefer dolls, and now I prefer Doc. Interesting. He's won me over. It's the Southern draw, Is that cowboy? Is that (laughs) cowboy draw? I don't know what it is, man. I like that he's an anti-hero, you know? And I mean, the moment when, uh, I think it's in episode seven, when he's talking to the blacksmith before she dies, and he promises to get Waverly out of there just so he can get the information about the stone witch. And immediately lies, yeah. (laughs) Immediately turns around and does the opposite. I was like, I like this character. I hope that they don't ruin this character down the line because I like that he's like, he said that I'll do anything to get revenge and his actions have been consistent with his words. And I'm here for that. Like, let's be bad. Let's be be bad to be good. (laughs) Like, yes. Yeah, so Doc is awesome. We said Waverly and Doc. (laughs) You you put them in there from like an earlier episode where you said, I'm I'm worried that they're going to do this. I think one out of five. I think they're best buds. Interesting. Okay. Okay. Well, you, yeah, you're moving from a negative five to a one. <laughs> it's not a thirst for like okay. romance, but I love their friendship. Yes. Like when he's at the party and the one person, I was going to say her friend, but it's, obviously it's not her friend. The person she knows is being kind of a snob. Stephanie. And then Doc is like, yeah. the party's only as good as the people here or something like that. Yes. I was like, my man, right or die. This is only as good as her guests. When he helps her cheat, when he cheats for her at the card game and he gives her that wink. We've also got in episode eight at the hospital where she's crying and he goes to, he like pats her on the shoulder and then she full on like cuddles into him and he's like, okay, hold on. And he comforts her. Yes. I love their friendship. I hope they remain just friends and they don't become a romance. We'll see. I'm not here for the romance, here for the friendship. We'll see. And then Wyatt and Doc kiss. It hasn't happened yet. Yeah. But with their kiss out of five for me on the thirst track. Well, what we did get from Wyatt and Doc is, I believe, the witch, right? When they were like, why? Like, why did you get thrown down the well? Why did you throw me down the well or whatever? And she, when Waverly asks her and she says, because I was mad at Wyatt and Wyatt loved Doc. Oh, yeah. yeah. She did say that. Oh, dang. I've forgotten about that. Yeah. 
So it might happen, y'all. Yeah. There's a chance. I'm here for it. Yeah, Waverly goes out to confront the witch with the skull of her son. And she says, I need to know why you did this to Doc. Because he won't tell me. And she said, because Wyatt killed my boys and Wyatt loved Doc. <laughs> so let's talk about the episode. So first of all, in episode seven, when Waverly's like, I'm going to throw a party. I was like, what are you doing, man? What are you doing? You're supposed to be the smart one. But then when those people show up and you see that it's like she's trying to feel accepted by these people who are good for her. I was like, man, I super get that. <laughs> I understand now because it's like it's not about the party. It's about her wanting to feel accepted by these people. So I thought that was a really awesome like character arc yes. for Waverly in that episode. Although Chrissy Nedley is not that bad. She's the friend who like went upstairs to hide. Other than, like, leaving her to fight an intruder, she was not mean to her. That friend, I feel like, is a plant of, like, this character is important to the story. Maybe, at first I was like, is that secretly her sister? And then I was like, I don't know about that. That seems like a It's Nedley's daughter. They tell you in this episode. Oh, okay, okay. Well, I just, I feel like she's going to be more important later because they made her seem like, oh, this is a character we're introducing now. She'll be more important later. I don't know. I thought it was cool. I was like, okay, this person is kind of meek, which isn't great because she's just going along with the bullying that's happening, but could potentially be an awesome friend for Waverly. So we'll see what happens. I was, <laughs> when the one, when the mean girl went outside and got body, immediately, I did. was like, yeah. Cosmic justice. Bullies get buried. Don't bully people or the devil's going to get you. (laughs) (laughs) The devil or the witch? Who knows? Or a zombie, I guess. A zombie raised by a witch. They're all coming for you if you're a bully. I didn't feel bad at all. I was like, that's what you get. There is so much murder in this small town. It's unbelievable. (laughs) The fact that the government hasn't come to step in, I guess they're aware because the They said uh, the black badge, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) They know, kind of, what's going on. So much murder. What is Winona doing at this point? She's working. She's working. Right, trying to find what she can on the last member of the seven. So she and Dolls were supposed to be hitting the books, and he went out to go get takeout, which, can I just say, like, I think all of the people in this show are incredibly attractive, absolutely. But what really did it for me was when Dolls was like, do you want, we're going to be working here all night. Do you want Chinese? And she's like, yes. And she starts saying her takeout order and he knows what it is. And I said, that's the most attractive thing. That right there (laughs) is the most attractive thing you can do. And he's like, no, I know exactly what you want from the Chinese food restaurant. And I was like, get it, girl. That man listens. Yeah. But then he gets taken by Black Badge to be given a talking down to. So Winona is like waiting for him, gets the call that he's like, oh, I can't come today, but you've got this. So she's doing research at the police station and she's bored, which is when she goes to drink with Nicole. (laughs) Oh, okay. Because I was getting the Nicole thing mixed up because at the end of the episode is when her and Nicole get snatched. Okay, you're right. Which what a pair of episodes for us to watch because they were a two parter and (laughs) we didn't need to watch them all immediately. I don't know how you. I'm glad it worked out. That way. <laughs> if, if it wasn't like this, I would have been like, oh my gosh, we have to do three. But yeah, her and Nicole together, like I said, could have been really cool. I like the parts where they were kind of like getting to know each other and stuff. The dude who was the doctor, the mortician. Yeah. There's this show I like to watch called Working Moms. Okay. And he is in that show. Sure. <laughs> and I was like, oh, it's the dude from Working Moms. And then as soon as I saw him, I was like, this dude's evil, man. <laughs> <laughs> They only have guest stars 
like that that you might recognize from other stuff for like a few episodes. And I was like, what's something you could be in and out for? The bad guy. <laughs> so uh, as soon as he showed up, I was like, I, I got you pegged, man. You're evil. Yeah, I mean, on this show, if they introduce you, there's like a 90% chance you're a revenant. The 10% chance <laughs> is that you're evil. This, this is the yeah. only choice. When they're like, here is a character for you to look at. You're like, it's a revenant. <laughs> and only sometimes they're like, no, it's Clefairy. <laughs> it's, a, also, it's just it's an like, evil human, man. <laughs> Seven episodes in, we meet the guy who works in the morgue at the same place where they work. It's like, no, that dude's evil. Coincidence. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) They don't need to flesh out the town until they need to. And most of the time, they're evil remnants. I don't know what to tell you. (laughs) So when Dolls was talking with the head person of his division, I thought, because like I said before, I think Dolls might be a werewolf. And I thought he was going to murder her Uh, and like all the people there. But then he didn't. See how that would be helpful for him. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't really see how that was, would help him not be shipped off to Sweden. <laughs> <laughs> well, because she was like, I'm going to send you away. And I was like, well, I doubt this guy's leaving the show. I mean, I guess he could have left the show. But, you know, I was like, well, he's going to kill everybody and then come back and blame it on the revenants or something. That didn't happen, obviously. Would have been crazy talk. But anyway. He does sell out Doc, though. He does sell out Doc. But at the end of episode seven, we don't know who he's selling out until episode eight when we find out that it was Doc. I thought that he knew something about Bobo or like one of the other people that we didn't know about. And I thought he was going to do that. So I was actually surprised when we found out that he sold out Doc. So to wrap up episode seven, when we have the confrontation with Waverly and the Stone Witch, we learned that like she can't hurt Waverly while she had the skull. But Waverly smashed it. And so the Stone Witch's son's skull has been smashed. And I'm interested interested to see, like, the people who've been protecting the skull and, like, seemingly passing it down, like, what's going to happen now that the skull's been destroyed? So it seems like that's a really bold thing to happen, and, and we'll see what happens. And then Doc attempts to shoot the Stone Witch, and he gets injured, too. And so if he gets his revenge and kills her, he also dies. It does seem that way. Yeah. But True Love's Kiss with Winona will bring him back to life. Sure, sure, okay. (laughs) Which also, I will say, I think we joked about it in a previous episode that we just like speed run relationships in this show. We're just absolutely speed running them. When Waverly says you need to say that to Winona as well because you love her. And he's like, I don't know that I love her. And she's like, you're a bad liar because everything you say is a lie. And I'm like, I'm sorry, he loves her? He's known her... (laughs) A very short amount of time. We're throwing around the L word right now. I mean, they got down and it was, (laughs) he never forgot. So, I mean, they have been on like adventures together. No, they have incredible chemistry. Like I, I see it, obviously. I was just laughing. I was like, we're just like, the show isn't trying to pretend it's not what it is. (laughs) The show doesn't (laughs) try to Like you know what you're getting. Yeah. Yeah. At the end of episode seven, when Dolls finds the empty police car with all the blood in it, I was so nervous because I was like, did they just kill Officer Hot? Aaron Fusco, why did you make me watch this show where they killed Officer Hot? But thankfully, she's not dead. However, I will say when we learn about why Officer Hot was not taken, the doctor assistant, the doctor's assistant. Reggie. Dr. Reggie. Dr. Reggie. He says that she isn't the right type, which I think it would be really awesome if we learn that Officer Hot is a trans character. 
I don't know if that's true, but we'll see what happens. I really assumed that they were talking about brunettes. <laughs> since <laughs> Beverly, also brunette, and when they took the sheet off of the other dead woman in the morgue and Nicole said, she kind of looks like you. Is that weird? I feel like it's probably that. I feel like I was just overthinking it. That's probably what it is. <laughs> so I would say that those are the clues that led me to think that it was <laughs> the type that the serial killer was trying to kill was brunettes. But oh, I okay. like that where your head's cool. at. I would like that to be true. <laughs> well, we'll see what happens. But when Officer Hot was in the hospital yes. and looked not very injured, I was like, one of two things happened. One, also, by the way, Winona looked not very injured. I was like, one, Officer Hot's in on it. Where'd all that blood come from? Or two, this is a television show and they wanted to make it look dramatic. <laughs> and I feel like it might be the second thing. But, <laughs> but you know, I was like, Who, who's bleeding? These people don't look like they're cut up enough to be bleeding like that. So. Yeah, I think it's the second thing or the doctor had blood on his hands when he took them. Yeah, I, I think it was supposed to just look like it's supposed to leave you with that cliffhanger of like the bloody car doors. And you're like, what yeah. happened? Well, also because like the show doesn't let you linger with this for a long time, but there's a little bit of seed of doubt. It lets it linger for just a little bit of time where Winona wakes up and Reggie is like, you got in a car accident and you can't walk. And like she immediately knows something is up. But there's like that moment of doubt where you're like, well, we did see the car was bloody. And you're like, well, is she really in the hospital? Yeah, I thought that was an awesome episode to see like the person that was also captured. I forget you mentioned her name and I already forgot. Beverly who was Beverly. from the previous episode where I lied and, well, I just sort of forgot and said she was eaten by a cannibal. She was not. How was she not? Because the blood splattered on the windshield. Her throat was just cut. That's why you saw and the she bandage. Lived? Yeah, apparently. That's why you saw her bandaged up. She was bleeding. So that was this guy capturing her and not the cannibal mom getting her. It seems that be she was alive. So it Random. seems like she just got captured <laughs> instead of eaten by cannibal. Okay, that's confusing. Because I was like, is this, are we supposed to know this yes, character? Yes, it's the one who has been sleeping with Doc up until he turned her down. I thought so, but yeah. I was like, because I was like, that can't be her because she's dead. Because I thought she died. No, nah, she scene, got taken by Reggie. Guess nobody, no death. Uh, you know but what? She's dead now. You should remember that. Yeah, we should always remember that. <laughs> but I thought that was a cool scene when Winota is under this medicine, influence of this medicine, she can't move her legs at the moment, and she asks Beverly to go and get help. And Beverly says, I'm not as brave as you. And I think this show does a good job of being like, of like keeping it, making it feel like this could happen in real life. Despite Wynonna it being is, highly supernatural. I agree. I agree. Exactly. Yeah. Like, Winona is abnormal to be like out here fighting monsters. <laughs> like normal people are like, I don't want anything to do with that. So I thought that was a cool moment. Sad that Beverly died. And then the like, Wildest tangent in history. The <laughs> Doc and Dolls together again. They're like, we got to find Winona. But first, we got to go to an underground fight club. And in my mind, I was like, she'd be super dead. Yeah. <laughs> but after all this. Yeah. But anyway, so they, they're like, they have their banter. I don't trust you. I don't trust you. Rah. Puff out my chest. And then they find this guy. And naturally, he's like, you got to fight in the ring. <laughs> I was laughing so hard when, like, Doc is, like, yeah. has his fists up. He's old-timey, style. yeah. Old-timey, put him up, put him up. Yeah. I laughed so hard, too, when, like, 
Dolls takes off his shirt, right? And he's big and and rippling with muscles. And he's gorgeous, yeah. yes. And then it pans over to Doc preparing for the fight. And he's got like a limp cigarette hanging out of his mouth. And he looks like a drowned rat. He's skinny, <laughs> wearing his tank top. And I was like, A+. Plus. That's the man <laughs> I love. <laughs> That was a good scene. Yeah. I gotta say, like I said, I've been wavering on dolls. In that fight, I was rooting for Doc. I'm not gonna lie. Just because I was like the underdog. Like, you know, he's dirty, but he's scrappy. Yes. Yes. (laughs) But just like, what a low blow from dolls, too. Where he, like, invokes Wyatt's name. Like, no wonder, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that was dirty. Well, that's when he laid him out flat with that uppercut. But yeah, like. (laughs) Well, yeah, because we kind of skipped over it, but Doc learns that Dolls sold him out. Yes, correct. And that's kind of what led to them having this confrontation. And (laughs) yeah, that freaking Mortal Kombat uppercut. (laughs) Also, I just, I love the writing in this show. Like, I love the writers because I always like take these quote notes where like, Earlier, when you see Doc and Dolls trying to figure out who could have taken Winona, and Doc is like, there was a girl who laughed like a mule, but her eyes did shine. And I'm like, hell yeah. (laughs) And then the fight club joke where they walk in, he's like, there's only two rules here. And he's like, what's the first rule? You don't talk about fight club. And Doc is like, that's incredibly stupid. How would anyone know how to get here if we didn't talk about it? No. (laughs) Right. Yeah. The writing is pretty great, especially for Doc. I think he just has some of the best lines. I love him. So Doc lays dolls out, and then the announcer, the referee, is like, he's dead. And going back to devilish rogue that Doc is, he's like, okay, and just kind of starts rolling with it. And I'm like, man, I love this character. Because I think sometimes there are, like, anti-hero characters, but I don't know. I mean, they don't want them to be bad because they want to redeem them. And I'm like, Doc is a bad dude, and he is okay being a bad dude. Yes, but he does also... So, like, he is, but he has not a moral center. Like, he does care for people. It's just not dolls. Like, immediately he knows why Nona's in trouble, and he's like, does not matter whatever I have to do to get her back. Like, he is in love with her, and he's immediately protective of Waverly. And, like, yes, he used her as bait, but he didn't want her dead, right? He still tried to keep her safe from the Stone Witch while he was trying to use her as bait. Like, Doc does have his own agenda, for sure, but he's never acted actively like tried to hurt Winona really. Yeah. Like he cares about the herbs yeah. and like his people, but yes. everybody else be But dead. everyone else like, does he is definitely that sort of like whatever nothing is gonna stand in my way of my vengeance and my goals. Yeah. I'm here for that kind of character. But dolls and doc both love Winona when they're like only agreeing to work together for her and point their guns basically at each other, but agreed to wait to have that fight until after Winona is safe. Yeah, it's great. And I mean, like, in these kind of shows, we've seen those kind of love triangles before, but it still feels fresh with this show. It does. Which I think is really cool. (laughs) Doll's the undying man, yeah. I feel like being immortal is kind of Doc's thing, and I think that's also part of the reason why I'm like, I hope Dolls has something different. Yeah. So it's not just, like, two undead dudes that are like, "Mm, we love Winona. Pick one of us undead men. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah. I also love the part when they save her and she's like, don't kill each other. Immediately (laughs) take out guns. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Just those three beats of Winona saying, don't kill each other. She turns and their guns are already out, basically. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> I feel like at some point, like this gives me real Bucky and Falcon vibes of like they're going to be best friends at some point. It does feel honestly now that you're saying that I can see how that feels similar. <laughs> You've got an old immortal man <laughs> and a government employee, I guess. <laughs> Yeah. Because <laughs> Falcon is military also, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, I also love how that standoff ends, right? Where Doc is like, I should kill you and I need to kill you. And he was like, listen, I wouldn't have done it if I didn't have a choice. But it was either give them you or give them her. And Doc is like, fair enough. Okay. <laughs> well, I also like that Doc tells him that, why don't you do the third option and you fight? Correct. And you were like, I wanted to see him werewolf out. Yeah. Yeah, and I was like, yeah. I mean, I think that's why I really like Doc because, well, I mean, he's an outlaw, right? <laughs> Who doesn't love an outlaw with a heart of gold? But I'm I'm interested to see if Dolls starts to like be less the straight laced cop character, which I sure hope he does. And we'll see what happens if he becomes more like Doc. But yeah, they both have the hots for Winona. I think that of the in the love triangle, I think at best two of them will survive until the end. It'll be interesting to see who it is. <laughs> I cannot say. I yeah, can't we'll answer see. your queries. Plead the fifth. But yeah, and so the actual doctor who's the revenant. Yes has these like claws that he can use to cut and cauterize cuts at the same time. And we learn that so oh man, my memory's actually getting kind of fuzzy. So oh we learned that Winota gets this knife that somebody got from the Stone Witch. I forget who Doc picked it. it up. Doc got it from the Stone and Witch. Doc and Doc tries to use it and Jack knocks it out of Doc's hands and Winota picks it up. And she stabbed Jack, like Jack the Ripper? Is he supposed to be Jack the Ripper? No, because the, the history, the timeline is like, <laughs> right, sorry, sorry. No, no, no. You said Jack, no, and no, he's no. like a killer who cuts His people name, up. Yes, a, correct. And then at the end, he starts talking in a British accent and says, you succeeded where Scotland Yard has failed. And then Bueno that says, means. that sounds weird, and shoots him. And then later, when Dolls is doing his report to the scary black badge woman, she's like, well, you said you solved a mystery of Jack the Ripper, basically, but you don't have any proof. He's like, no proof without a body, whatever, it's fine. Oh, so he was supposed to be Jack the Ripper. Okay, they never say Jack the Ripper, but that is the impression I get. Otherwise, it doesn't make sense that he starts talking in a British accent and says, you succeeded. (laughs) That's an Australian thing. Uh, yeah, I thought that was weird. I was just like, okay, maybe this dude just like really loves theater or poetry or something. No. But <laughs> they are alluding without actually saying that he was Jack the Ripper, and that's why he was Jack of Knives or whatever. Gotcha. Okay. He loves cutting up women. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. You well, know, so you're right. Yeah. <laughs> she stabs him with this knife from the Stone Witch. Correct. And it incapacitates him. And so I was like, I feel like nobody really took notice of that, of like, that knife, we should hold on to that. Because, like, she's really emotional at the end after a bomb dropped. And then he, she throws a knife, and they just kind of walk past it. I'm like, pick up the knife. Did <laughs> you not see what it did to Jack? Like, you need that. Well, I know it has the gun, but maybe one of y'all could use the knife. Like, we out here trying to murk these revenants, aren't we? <laughs> I don't know that the knife did anything special other than incapacitate him, and he was slinking off to try to heal. Because revenants can heal from wounds, but they do take damage. Just like she comes across the revenant that got blown up and he was like, didn't take, I guess, right? In the beginning of episode seven. It just seems like this is the first time someone used a weapon that wasn't the ERP gun that did damage enough to like knock him out. That might be true. I don't know. I guess I don't remember if the knife is important, but you're right. It did seem powerful, but yeah, no. 
Well, she had to deal with the emotions of she killed the seven revenants that kidnapped Willa and tried to kidnap her dad before she accidentally shot him. He said one other thing that I think set her off. I can't remember what he said, though. When she was still on the table and she asked, like, why did you do it? Why did you try to get my dad? And he was like, well, I have to be honest. I always liked your father because he was the only of the heirs that made a deal with Bobo. She's like, my dad would never have made a deal with Bobo. And he's like, well, I guess you don't know your dad that well. Oh, that's right. Okay. I really like that. I like that. I mean, to me, that is like when they mix up the Batman origin story of like, maybe Thomas Wayne wasn't an awesome guy, you know? Someone watched our Pat's Batman recently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and also played that Telltale game from a while back, which <laughs> you didn't hear from me, but I feel like the Telltale game might have done it better. But anyway, um, so... <laughs> All right, come shots, shots. join our Patreon when I just tell you why this Batman was the best movie ever. <laughs> oh, hot take. We gotta, yeah, we gotta have one about that because I, I got thoughts, y'all. But yeah, no, I think it's interesting to learn more about her dad and like what he possibly did. I think it also would, I mean, obviously, because the show's not over and there's like, what, four more seasons? <laughs> it's, but just because she killed the seven, there's going to be more stuff that happens. Well, the curse isn't broken until all 77 are dead. But her personal revenge was to kill the seven specifically that had broken into her house. Yeah. And I really appreciated that the show like wrapped it up in eight episodes. I thought that like when they set it up in the first episode, I was like, this feels like something they're going to drag out for the whole series. And I'm glad they didn't. Well, the thing that's going to be dragged out is the curse. The curse is still there. She didn't solve it. The witch is still trying to let the revenants escape. The stone witch also implied that her sons weren't fully human, which is horrifying. So, like, there might be some sort of other evil that we don't yet know about, right? Because the witch had non-human children. And so, yeah, there's definitely an evolution. But you're right that they do wrap up her, like, personal vendetta. But there is still, like, the broader curse she has to deal with. But I like that we take that moment. And that's what I really love about Winona as a character, but also about this show, is we, like, take that moment to watch her break down. Like, we waste a full, like, soundless minute on this scene where she shoots the Revenant and then just, like, sits and cries and we see Doc and Dolls approach and like check on her but she like she's finished this enormous burden and we see that it wasn't easy for her and that she has feelings about it and I like yeah I love those moments I feel like a lot of times those moments and stories are the best ones and the most powerful ones so I love that the show takes the time to do that I love that the story engine is the curse also and not like the side quest because some shows will drag that out. And I'm like, goodness me, I feel like I'm running on a treadmill, just like not going anywhere. But anyway, so that gets wrapped up. And then the end of episode eight. That's the end of episode eight. No, the end of episode eight is Dolls takes back his promise to hand over Holiday, Doc Holiday, which oh, yeah. you get excited about until you find out Dolls captured Whiskey Jim. I mean, I'm wildly, astronomically indifferent about Whiskey Jim. <laughs> and so Dolls is planning to torture Whiskey Jim because he essentially is immortal. But I'm like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> See, okay. but I'm not upset for Whiskey Jim. I have no personal feelings towards this Revenant, obviously. 
I am upset for Dolls' character because Dolls is like, I'm willing to do whatever it takes to get secrets from these demons. And I'm going to keep him in a secret shipping container and torture him. And I'm like, Dolls, I don't love this look for you, bud. I mean, a few episodes ago, Doc chained a guy up and <laughs> drug him across the line. Yeah, so I loved burn that alive. look for him. Actually, I didn't because that was Fish's boyfriend and I was sad about it, but it's fine. <laughs> yeah, I don't love it for him either, but he doesn't pretend to be a good person. That's true. The duplicitous nature of yeah. dolls, which I think is actually really interesting now that you bring that up, because I hadn't thought about that before of like how now dolls is seemingly becoming more like Doc, except he's being duplicitous about it. And so even though they may be doing the same thing, it's still worse because dolls is lying about it. Yeah. If you're going to do a bad thing, just own up to it. And then I won't be as mad about it. <laughs> <laughs> Like, Doc straight up is like, yeah, I did what I had to to survive. He was kind of shifty about it when they went to go find him. And Winona's like, you didn't tell me you did this. And he's like, well, yeah, but I had to. Like, sorry, my bad. (laughs) It was real, like, but you didn't ask. You didn't really ever ask me if I did it, yeah. (laughs) I I wouldn't be surprised if Dolls made a full heel turn and became a villain. Yeah, but you'd be sad about it. I mean, yeah, until Wynona's true love's kiss turns him back good. Good. Okay, yeah. It takes him out of his werewolf transformation. <laughs> but Carmen, it's come to that, that time of the day where I have to ask you, do you love it yet? I love this show. <laughs> I can't get enough. I'm so excited to watch more every week. We're almost at the season finale of season one. Is that Holy true? smokes. Yeah, I think there's. Uh, we're on episode nine out of 13 now. Oh, man. So. I'm not ready for it to end. I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, they took out the seven. I guess Bobo is still out there and dolls might be breaking bad. So we'll see what happens. Well, Uh, we're rapidly approaching the end of the season and you loved it immediately, which I do love. (laughs) Yeah, it didn't take long for me to love it. But I have to ask you, Aaron Fosco. Yeah, of course, please. Do you still love it? I love it. Yeah. And what's enjoyable for me is reliving this early part of the season. Like, I'm not a big TV rewatcher. And while I might remember, like, the broad strokes of the plot, and, like, once I start watching an episode, I go, oh, right, I kind of remember this. It's kind of like rediscovery for me. Like, I know where a lot of these characters end up, and I remember that, but it's fun to see them at the start of this journey, too, and remember why I liked the show to begin with. You gotta love it. And if you love us and love this and love hanging out with us, be sure, (laughs) like a champion, (laughs) be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Leave us a review. Let us know what you thought. Let us know what you loved. Thank you so much for tuning in, for watching along with us. Also, when you're hitting us up, let us know, like, who are your ships? Let us know your, your thirst tracker. I, I want to know what everybody is uh, is thinking ship-wise. And don't spoil. If you know who ends up with each other, try not to spoil. Carmen. Yes, please. Don't be that person. Don't be that person, <laughs> y'all. Well, thank you all so much. And remember, it's dangerous to watch TV alone.